0: Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast, where we talk about what life is really like as a special needs sibling, uh, so, sorry, where we talk about what life is really like as a sibling to someone with special needs. I'm your host, Charlene, and today our guest is Peter. Me and Peter, our families actually, they didn't, they didn't grow up together, but they knew each other previously, so we've kind of like been back and forth and stuff, and we've known each other kind of for a decent amount of time. Uh, so this is our first time kind of talking about what it's, what life is like, um, just to be a sibling and stuff like that. So Peter, if you could uh, lay out your family structure in terms of like birth order, um, like where you are in terms of like you and your sibling with a disability and the other siblings you have.
1: Sure. And I'm Peter and uh, my sister that has disabilities, her name is Jodi. She is the second oldest out of uh, four, we have uh, four siblings altogether in my family. So I'm the youngest. And so I have three older sisters, and with her being the second oldest, we do have about a six-eight-year age gap in between us.
0: Cool. Um, and if you could describe uh like Jody's disability in terms of like what disability she has and any like quirks or fun facts kind of about her.
1: Yeah, this is such an interesting question for Jody specifically because she has A variety of, uh, let's call it conditions and symptoms that she experiences, which is not specifically tied down to one specific diagnosis. So, uh, the way uh, my family describes it in the greatest general term, branch term you could have it as, is hypomyelination. I think uh, hypomyelination. This is difficult uh, to see, it's hard for me to explain, but it's basically like an intellectual disability. And these can include things such as autistic behavior, such as OCD, difficulty communicating, and having nonverbal speech patterns where she's able to create sounds with her voice, but uh, it's nothing that is understandable by uh, any of us. Uh, But she gets her point across usually. (laughs) She also has developmental delays, which affects her motor function, her social skills, and also has a cognitive delay as well. So she experiences quite a variety of things which pre- prevent her from being placed in one block, which is kind of beautiful when you really think about it because she's not, she's so unique uh, in our family and with anyone we meet.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting because I remember like, like, yeah, just from before when I've interacted with her, like, I never thought about the, like, how you said, like, the complexity of what's happening, because it's just you kind of just meet her, and you just learn her personality and fun things. um. But she definitely gets her point across, which is interesting, because for my sister, for the longest time, she, like, she couldn't talk, but she can talk now. Which is interesting, because I remember when her and Jody were both, like, really little, they both just kind of made sounds, so they kind of, like, semi got lumped in the same category when they were like you know we were all younger but now as they've become adults they're like very like different people and like how they communicate is different but it's like they're on their own their own they are their own people too which is awesome um so on this podcast the idea is just kind of like we talk about um stuff so that's just whatever we want to talk about all oh, just to be siblings and stuff because everyone has like their own unique story and um, their own version of, like, what's happening. So is there anything that you want to bring up or talk about or that you would like to talk about on the podcast?
1: Yeah, I think uh, this might not be... This might be something where we you could ask me questions on what it's like to have multiple siblings, but I think for some people, they grew up in a space in which they might not be the only sibling that uh, they have in their families. A lot of families have just either... The child disabilities is a single child household, or they have only one other brother or sister. So, I guess um, I can help to guide along what it may feel like to have a multi sibling relationship and, and how the challenges that can come with that. So, I would say having multiple siblings is great because you're able to depend on each other to balance out the needs and wants of your your sibling with disability. Uh, Jody is definitely a handful too. And for example, my parents are about to leave on a trip in May and it's going to be nice to have them to come around because we all have to work. We're all working adults and we all need to depend on each other's time off and things like that to And strengths and weaknesses on who can take care of it. For example, obviously I can't, shower her. So having someone else there to help her with her bodily needs is very helpful uh, for our family specifically. And I would say that there are times in which I know that other families, it's difficult sometimes when maybe one child is, it's a one, one child is taking care of the, the one sibling exclusively and the other siblings are not really helping. That's probably a detriment i could see happening but it's beautiful to see the bond that we are able to create through our relationship both with and without jody we have a very close relationship with her but we also have our own different passions and experiences that we can share uh regardless of those as well
0: yeah that's cool and it's yeah that's and it's different for me because it's just it's just me and my sister, so it's like I never knew like what it was like to have like a normal sibling or like multiple. Um, and you're the youngest too, which is different for me because I'm the I'm older than my sister. So, do you think like that dynamic is th- so for me that dynamic is interesting because it's like you already have you have a sister that's older than Jody, you have a sister that's younger than there's you, so it's like you all kind of like have to take care of her, but you're all you all have, like a different relationship with her too. Um. Yeah. So, how do you think that being like the youngest on, in addition to being younger than Jody, has like shaped anything or like you know made any differences in your life?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that something that I definitely know for myself is that it's really interesting. Uh, just uh, just last week, I was out and got to talk to someone, and they said that I exuded a sense of maturity or I acted older, which is really interesting because with definitely with a six-year gap, it def- I used to be a lot smaller and more naive, but now I've taken on more of a caretaker role uh, and been able to help out a lot more to take care of Jody and be able to have help my parents whenever they do have to step away for what they want to do and the things that they want to do, such as a vacation. So it's really interesting that each of my siblings, we all are in the same boat, regardless of how much our age difference is with each other, uh, irregardless of Jody, And to have a, uh, we all have matured in some way, even though we all had been with Jodi at different times in our lives. For example, I did not have as much of a relationship with her as I do now. I have a much closer relationship due to the fact that we both are living at home, but I'm sure that my other sisters had a different relationship with her when they were younger because they grew up with her uh, in tandem rather than me, which is, I had such a large age gap that it was more of a younger, I was literally a younger sibling compared to her since I had no responsibilities back then.
0: Oh, you yeah, right. Because you're just like growing up as like yourself. And the three of them are kind of like closer in age just all together, right?
1: For sure, for sure. Uh, I can s- definitely say that you, every sibling that comes, that grows up with their other siblings with disabilities, there's a level of maturity you reach. And I think that's really a high quality that I really appreciated for my time growing up, because it allowed me to have a Understanding the importance of um, helping take care of the household, helping to helping around to be available and just taking care of another human being is a lot of work. Your parents yes. our parents, and we might experience that in the future. But to have that now is such a good quality that have patience, understanding, and just empathy for others for sure. That I think that's something that I can take away from all of the. Uh, small things that may irk me in days when Jody is mm-hmm. not always the best, but I know that it, it's a growing experience. Do you think that for you, you were able to have an experience where you were able to grow and mature more uh, due to your interactions to be able to live with her, live with uh, your sister for so long?
0: Oh, interesting. Well, interesting for me because so me and my sister so we're two years apart and so we're much closer in age so when i was i think when i was like really young maybe like elementary middle school people would already come up to me and be like charlene you're so mature and it's interesting because at that time i never had correlated it to like being a like a sister to to Angela, because I was like, oh, like, it's just whatever, like, I guess I'm just mature for my age, but I think, um, one of, the, I think one of the things that, like, not that I picked up, but as a consequence of living with her for so long, it's just being very aware of people in a room, because <laughs> it's kind of like, because I when I was with her, it was kind of like, I could... Like, it's like a sixth sense kind of thing where, oh, like, you know if she was, like, gonna, like, about to throw a tantrum or, like, about to do something. Or, inversely, like, oh, hey, she's really happy and she really likes this particular item that she saw, like, in a room. And so I think I became very, like, hyper aware, I guess, to see, like, what what's going on, like, in a room. So I noticed that, like, if I showed up to, like, a party or, like, in school and stuff, I could, like... I would just scan the room a lot and just notice things here and there that I probably wouldn't notice if I had not lived with her and like you know she didn't need me as much I guess to be aware of that for her.
1: Interesting. So because you had to be aware of like small things that might affect uh your sister's mood, for example, that allows you to notice these things in your everyday life, kind of like a
0: mm-hmm.
1: the attention details a lot greater.
0: Yes, yeah, my attention to detail. I think, and it's funny because, as I've become an adult, it's it's been interesting because I was like, wow, like I I have a lot of mental energy spent on very small things that probably would not bother someone. Like for example, um, Andrew really doesn't like so like in a kitchen, right? You have like cabinets, microwaves, ovens, all these things, right? And so she she really, at least at the time, he, she doesn't do like open cabinets in a kitchen so if i want snacks and i'm like oh but i need like multiple cans like if i'm done but i leave it open she'll like get up from her seat go to the cabinet and close it because she doesn't like open cabinets so it's like oh i guess i just have to close it every time so stuff like that right but like on a normal for a normal person who doesn't have that they're like oh whatever like oh sorry i forgot to like close the microwave but for me i'm like no it's it's not closed. <laughs>
1: No, 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 that's so funny. The exact same thing happens to Jody. She always has this OCD to have to close and put things away. And so Mm -hmm. that has really been driven in probably my uh, latter half life where I tend to be the only person that probably cleans up after themselves and with other things in order to reduce the amount of wastage and amount of garbage that's strewn about, for example, like recycles and things like that, that that kind of gets on my mind too, because of how trained Jody is. And to, I think it's also loud environments. While I mm. like having a quiet yep. environment, I am taught, I can tolerate them more because I'm able to focus on certain things without, I like having actually background noise occurring sometimes because it actually induces a greater amount of calmness in a sense because you're surrounded by background noise when i hear jody going around the house it's really nice to be able to know that she's there and audibly i can audibly listen to to it and know that okay everything's okay she's not in trouble or something like that you know oh, like it's it's kind of weird right because you think that if someone's talking that's bad that, that's a, like you always like perk up and you listen
0: yeah. by actually
1: Feel more worried when i don't hear anything happening and i'm like
0: oh i do not hear
1: her and that worries me more because i'm wondering hmm did she walk out of the house for instance i think it's Mm. i don't know if you've experienced this but it's this idea that you have to always be somewhat vigilant of your sibling uh when even at this later stage of life because you have to make sure they don't wander off uh sure they can't be home by themselves and i think that's Sometimes something people don't understand that it's, it is out of responsibility of making sure that you, you need to watch out for their safety mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. Cause sometimes they may not understand, for example, stoplights. Jolie is not always, oh, yeah, <laughs> of stoplights. And I have to make sure to keep her safe at those areas. Cause sometimes I take her to areas that are not exactly walking trails.
0: Yeah, no. So for Angela, so she, it's interesting because it's like, I think she does understand the cut. Co- so she understands like sidewalk versus streets. Um, so she knows that like when she reaches a curb, that there is a difference. But it's interesting because at least from my perspective, when I watch it, I think she's just so in the zone when she's walking. Like, I don't even think it's that she's oblivious to it. I think she's just really is determined to get from point A to point B without anything getting in the way, whether that be a car, a dog a person, sidewalk, like, it doesn't matter what it is, um, but so what, what, what we used to do, when she would, like, we used to run, was that we would have to actually, like, physically grab her before she walked into, like, a street, um, if, like, we were at a light, or, like, you know, there was some, like, a stop sign or something, but now, it's more kind of, like, if she walks ahead of us, because she, she just enjoys walking really fast, we have to just, call her name and tell her to stop and actually she's pretty good now because she'll stop like she knows to stop at the crosswalk which is actually pretty impressive that at least she knows where to stop before something happens yeah mm.
1: and that's funny because uh, you with Angela she's able to walk and you ask her to be slow down I have to always encourage Jody to speed up because <laughs> she's, <not, laughs> she's very she is she can be fast if she wants to But Uh that's pretty much all not every day she doesn't move very fast unless it's raining for instance she'll start running oh that's funny she only runs when she wants to and that's like a core character of her trait core character trait where she does not do anything out of the goodness of others she does things because she wants them to happen (laughs) it doesn't happen her way she's a bit frustrating to deal with but i think it's the beauty of it that sometimes you just work around those things, you find compromises, you figure out, you're a creative problem solver, right? You, Is that you you figured out, okay, I, I can't stop her, but I can definitely help her to slow down, help Angela to slow down and make sure that we can catch up before we enter into a crosswalk, for instance.
0: And the the problem solving is an interesting thing. Like I just, just because like, we are forced in that, in those situations. To you, like you have to think creatively. Like there is no, like, oh, you know, I, I'll give you a dollar if you don't cross the street, right? Like, like they don't negotiate like regular kids, right? Even like developmentally, if they, they let's say they're at the age of like eight, you could like talk an eight year old into doing or not doing something. You convince them enough, but I'm like, both of our sisters can't do that. So it's this like, yeah, like so the the creativity around how do we get her to do something, as much as much more exponential
1: yeah do you have an example of a time that you had to creatively us, uh, help your sister to do something that she needed to do For i i guess i could go first if you if you yeah i'll time. think
0: about it maybe maybe when you share yours it'll like jog my memory
1: <laughs> yeah there are a couple instances that i can remember uh sometimes we help her to we want her to bake or cook with us because it's a very group activity and we're able to all contribute in some mm-hmm. small ways, because we know that she can do a lot. She loves being around food, but it's always hard for her to kind of interact with food because her motor skills aren't as good as ours. So mm-hmm. they're limited, but we know she can do certain things. So we allow her to do as much as she can. So for example, we have her, Hey, can you move uh, cookies to the, from the cookie sheet to the tray? Mm-hmm. And we encourage her by giving her M&Ms to uh, coax her and just bribe her <laughs> to, to do what uh, we'd like her to do because she's like, oh, I get a reward if I do it. <laughs> That's um,
0: cool. Yeah. Does she have like uh, favorite colors of M&Ms too?
1: She has this interesting quirk where she eats them, eats the colors very specifically. She'll group them and she'll eat. It doesn't matter what color they are, but she usually eats one color first. If she's given like 20 M&Ms, she'll go yeah. through a red, then the brown, then the yellow. So she's oh, very particular yeah, yeah. about making sure that she does not mix her colors up.
0: That's No, Angela will do that too. Like she hasn't eaten M&Ms in like years, but I remember she like, she would have like a napkin. We would pour them out and she would sort them first. Yeah, she just wouldn't, she would only eat them. But what's funny is like, so the same thing she would do that was like Fruit Loops you know there's different colors of fruit loops but she wouldn't eat the green and orange ones so she would like sort them and then only eat not green and orange she would eat everything else yeah
1: i trying to think so there's um times in which you want to prevent them from doing something that will in a sense harm them but it's not exactly harming but doing it for the betterment of them uh for the good of them so that they don't run into problem problems in which you might run into uh a temper tantrum of some sort so for mm-hmm. example uh, Auntie Anne's is jody's favorite place to go to back in the day she used to be very very obsessed with it nowadays she's able to control herself some self-control and when she walks past it she's not like i want this really badly so yeah. to creatively problem solve in those situations we would take her the other direction for example if it's on yep. the first floor we'll you take her to the second floor and you hey let's go this way let's yep. not, I'm not go that way it's okay <laughs> don't worry we're just taking a little detour and that's how you get around those situations because sometimes uh you you have to think about think ahead to okay that this place is up ahead we can make sure to instance misdirect her and it solves a lot of problems because sometimes it's 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 just in her base instinct to want to have this thing. And they don't understand that Auntie Anne's is caloric and she already had <laughs> a snack. Let's say she already had lunch. She will. Yeah,
0: she's, she's not, like already full. They fool. want this really badly. Yeah. And
1: sometimes we have to cave over. But I love those types of situations because I think that applies a lot to what I do now where I have to think about, hey, how can we solve this? Is there another way we can do it? And sometimes a random idea sparks that's maybe out of the ballpark, but it might work. And I think that's Mm. so fun uh, in our daily lives to kind of have those small like quirks and problems that we get to do that makes our lives just interesting.
0: Yeah, I I definitely... Well, it's a pain and a... Well, okay, in real time, I feel the pain of... Rerouting yourself through a mall or a parking for sure, lot. For sure. And like, it's it's so funny because I haven't thought about because I haven't been with my sister in a mall in so long. But yeah, it's funny to like, when I think back, of like, so we used to go to like the Target at, um, I was it at Tanfran? So, because remember how like they used to do the parking lot upstairs? You could go straight to it or you could go through the mall. So the thing is, like, we would always have to, like, if we ever walked past, the inside of Target, where it goes past the mall, I just we would have to like divert her so that she wouldn't run s- into the mall because we wanted us to stay in Target. But yeah, yeah, it's been and then like it's kind of like you can't walk through the snack aisle because she wa- she loves my like Angela loves popcorn, so it's like okay, you can't walk past the popcorn, but you need to like go to the other section of the of the store and things like that. But it but yet the the creativity and problem solving is interesting because I think something I didn't realize is like. When I, for me, when I solve a problem, whether it's at work or just, like, talking to friends and stuff, like, I will come up with, like, 15,000 solutions. And I was, like, and I never really thought about that, but I was, like, oh, like, but when I'm with Angela, like, you kind of have to have multiple varieties, right? Because it's, like, oh, if we go to the right, but then she starts to tantrum, like, okay, then we have to divert and then do something else. Like, there has to be, like, a, it's not a plan, you just have to have, like, a Variation because you have to be able to divert what's happening if it goes down while you're trying to solve the initial problem. So I never thought about like how many, how many more solutions I would have, versus like maybe the average person who's just kind of like, oh, like whatever, it's not a problem. Like you know they just they'll just deal with it. But for us, I think it's like, yeah, like I think it's just a choose your battles thing. Like there's definitely times where. Angela has, like, thrown a tantrum, like, we can't avoid it. And there's other times where are like, no, like, if I can distract her. So what what we do now, or not, not now, but more recently, as she's gotten older, is, like, we'll pull out our phones and we'll play, like, videos on our phones to, like, kind of deter her attention, because that will keep her distracted enough to kind of, like, hey, we can get through the next 20 minutes and, like, not have her freak out. Um, so we'll, like, do that. Because I think that's it's, like, one of the things where, like, it's not our favorite thing to do to pull out, but it's, like, the options are her throw a tantrum with a bunch of people or just her be, you know, slightly have bad habits for, like, 20 minutes.
1: Unless there are two evils, in a sense. I think that's yes. something that we all experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. So... For, in terms of, like, if you could tell your younger self anything, in terms of, like, hey, like, here's some, not tips, but, like, words of encouragement for your younger self in, like, interacting with Jody and, like, just being a special needs sibling, like, do you have any, anything that you would tell yourself or give advice to yourself, if, to your younger self?
1: Yeah, I think, so, for context, Jody uses a speech device using her iPad to... Communicate using a app called Proloquo. Proloquo is a really great program that allows someone that's nonverbal to communicate by pressing uh, several different buttons. That allows them to under talk. Jody's a very good typer, so she's able to speak her mind, but it's very disjointed at times. So I think something that I would have told myself was way back in high school. She used to go through speech therapy and. A lot of times, I try to help her, but it always ended up being that Jody always threw a temper tantrum. She wasn't able to get through the lessons that she was being taught. And so, mm-hmm. I think back then, I was a lot more impatient and not as loving to her, mm. where I could maybe be there for her more. I, I come home, she's doing speech therapy, I would go to my room and just watch YouTube videos and... Just check out instead. I wish I was maybe a little more involved to tell myself, hey, be more involved. These are learning experiences where even though it may seem useless right now, it could prove very useful in the future. Nowadays, I I know that Jodi could do a lot. She does a lot, which is great in terms of speech. But I know that we could have done a whole lot more if I could have supported my mom through. All these times in which she jody was always a little bit difficult to deal with i think that there's a lot of room to grow in our siblings and i always really love to celebrate the victories that we do get sometimes i think mm. uh going on to something else that is something very important to me is just making sure that we always celebrate the, the victories that they're able to accomplish rather than measuring up to what our standards are in terms of the feats that we make. Like I could, I could hike five miles uh, to the top of a mountain and call that accomplishment. But to have Jody be able to walk through a very uneven surfaces, which she has bad balance. So for her to trust us, holding hands, moving through some rough terrain, for her, and being able to get through that, and she's enjoying herself, and she's getting to experience something new, is better. Can it's f- three times more fulfilling than what I can do myself, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's like there's always like it's 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 a whole it's a it's a juggle of so many different things going on at the same time because it's like there's, you know, like, when they have bad days, it just hurts so much, because it's, like, you have your own feelings about, like, you know, you in public, or, like, with your sibling, or if you're mad at them, or whatever, then there's also their feelings, where you can see, like, how distraught they are, and if they're upset, and it's, like, there's so much going on, but at the same time, it's, like, they're, we have to also remember good times and funny times and stuff, and I remember there was this one time where, like, Oh, uh, I forgot. I, we were at some amusement park. You know how, like, an amusement parks, they have, like, the indoor shows and stuff? Because, like, people go in there because, like, there's air conditioning and stuff. and kind of gives you some time to kind of just sit down and relax and stuff. And so we were in this show, and we we're waiting for it to start. And so I'm just pretty, having, like, a pretty rough time. She's, like, not having it. And then she goes... uh, So she's just kind of sitting there trying to do her best. And so my dad shows me, like, this article on his phone. I forgot what it was about. And I said, holy cow... And then Angela goes, moo! And I, like, I busted out laughing. Because I was like, oh, like... Right, because holy cow to her is just me saying the word cow. It has, like, nothing to do with being in shock or, like, the modern context of that or anything. And it was so funny, but, I, but like, that memory sticks out so much because it's, like... You know, it's just stuff like that where it's, like... Not even quirks, but just, like, their personality comes out or just, like, the kind of the simplicity in life where, like, they're just they're just having a good time. Or, like, even if they're not having a good time, they make you have a good time, like, unknowingly. And and that's that's also worth celebrating, which it's it's interesting when, like, I talk to... Well, I guess I don't talk to about it with other people, but just when I've talked to people, when they talk about, like, oh, like, you know, their niece and nephew or their cousins or their siblings or whatever, and they, like, oh, you know, they got, like, a PhD or, like, they graduated college or all these things, and I'm like... That's cool, but my sister like tied her shoes, and it was like a super big deal. And like they, you know, like that gratification I have inside, like, I I don't know how to have you understand that, but I will be excited. But yeah, but the the that part is, it's an interesting struggle when I talk to people outside the circle of like it, the disability that of understanding, like you know, even if my sister like got you know like she brushed her own teeth or something, even with less moral skills, like you know she turn off her TV and, like, put DVDs away because, like, because Angela's motor skills are... They're better now, but she... They were bad before. So the fact that when she can do little stuff, like, put the dishes in the sink or, like, wash her hands, like, by herself, like, it's, like, a super big deal.
1: For sure. When... I appreciate when Jody can show a little bit more independence and trying to help. you And I think that plays into her ocd sometimes but uh, ultimately that from my perspective i that's how i can appreciate sometimes the small victories that happen in life and i could have a little bit more of a positive attitude when it comes mm-hmm. to when things are going bad when other things going bad that not necessarily my faults, but i know that in that situation i can be the better person and try to not think so negatively about a situation for myself i definitely put am hard on myself because i know i could have done more but when i'm in a sense trained for situations in which things might go badly because i have to look at the positive positives of a situation yeah when you have a time when your sibling is just just not having it, temper tantrum you have to make the best of your situation, you, <laughs> you start talking to yourself, you start to <laughs> look around and try to take in the environment, you can make, make light of situations to see your sibling just having a rough day and you can commiserate about it with your family and know that, hey, we're, we've all we've all had those days where uh, we are having it rough and we understand each other's struggles because we're not alone in this and i think that's beautiful yeah and just to i guess going back to that topic of small victories when we i love it when we can just be there in the moment because i think that a lot of times we're moving so fast in life and to have someone that kind of ties you down and pulls you back into reality where you're moving so fast, but to have a small moment where you can have a chuckle or to mm-hmm. have a genuine joy for what your sibling can do, it removes a lot of that, removes a lot of those barriers that you put up where you're moving so fast in life that you can't see the trees. Uh, that's a term that I guess might makes hopefully make sense where you're constantly rushing to the next destination, but you really have to slow yourself down and be patient. Well, but maybe for Angela, it's not really be patient. It's more, of, hey, you need Angela, please slow down. Let's let's take uh, <laughs> a moment. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm definitely a let's go, let's move, let's be efficient. But sometimes I have to wait and let Joey do her thing before we can move on, and that sometimes teaches me, hey maybe you're being, you need, that needs to build, it builds character to get to a point where those kind of things don't bother you.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because with Angela, she's definitely like a, what, What's? how do I describe it? She likes to kind of get things done um, just as a general statement. So if like, if she knows her plan for the day, she'll kind of, Just, like, once she finishes one thing, she's just, like, on to the next thing, regardless of, like, timing. Like, she doesn't- I don't know if it's that she doesn't know what time it is, but I think just her- her determination to have it done is greater than her illusion of time. Um, so it's interesting for her because instead of her taking her time, we have to, like, have her slow down, which, like, inadvertently- has us much more aware of the time that it we have to wait with her. And so it's this thing where, like, if she's in a bad mood, it's just, it kind of feels very painful because, like, you know that she's just counting the minutes. Because she literally, like, looks at timers sometimes, like like the stopwatches that like people use in their kitchens and stuff. And so she'll look at it just, like, waiting for it. But at the same time, like when she looks at it, it's like a soothing thing to her. So it's kind of like ironic. But yeah, it's it's this thing where like understanding like, oh like there you can create more time where like, you know, she can enjoy it and things like that. And I think she I think she just when there's a plan, she's just very determined. If there's no plan, she's very chill. She's just like she just likes chill on her sofa, which is great. So it's it's fun to see her kind of like y- utilize? I don't know if that's the right word. It's fun to see her in both scenarios where she's just chilling, and then also she's very, like, determined um, to do things. So it would be interesting for me if, like, her motor skills were were, like, more, were higher, I guess, because then she could just do so much more, versus right now she's more dependent on like, caretakers. Like, she also can't uh, be by herself, like, in a house or anything, because, like, she wouldn't be able to, like, Get out in an emergency and like do some things um, just to take care of herself but yeah it's, it's interesting just to kind of watch her interact especially because because she loves people so much and I think that's really interesting for me um, because growing up she like couldn't give people eye contact or didn't you know like interacting with people a lot but now she loves people like meeting new people, if they're like in her life and they're, they're part of their routine, like she loves she loves meeting people, hanging out with them, like doing activities with them, and it's it's interesting for me to see that just as she's grown as a person, I think that's due to like growing in age and developmentally and just like her motor skills and stuff. It's really exciting to see her interact with people. Like does Jody get to interact with other people like outside of your family a lot? That is a
1: interesting question since. The pandemic started, it's been really rough. She used to be part of a program. Well, she is still part of this program called Hope Services. It's it is a great program pre-pandemic and uh I guess we call this still pandemic, but maybe a little bit more post pandemic. Mm-hmm. But during the pandemic itself, it was very rough because she loves interacting with others. But because of the way in which you had to interact through Zoom, it I in my opinion it definitely regressed her social skills a little bit mm-hmm. and that was really hard to see her not have that in social interaction. She loves being with people other than us. Mm. So she I'm sure she gets she won't say it, but she probably gets cooped up after some time. I think we all did when we we're on Zoom. We were on Zoom classes. we were all cooped up. We didn't want to stare at a screen anymore. When Jodi's out out and about in the community, she I think she excels there the most because she's not tied down by any of us yeah. to limit her and she feels more independent. She can she listens a lot more to someone talking to her because she's not in the comfort of home where she can get away with a lot more. She has to really be be more uh be more responsive and actually follow the rules more.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's
1: an interesting thing because. I I don't know about you growing up, but I think our siblings get away with a lot because they either get away with a lot or sometimes you just have to, okay, that's fine. We can, we can deal with it, but that doesn't happen in the real world. When you're in the real world, people, not everyone's going to be patient or is going to be so loving to someone to have, uh, to have a program where she can have that experience away from home allows her to uh not to always have the opportunity to do make sure that she does she gets to interact with the community interact with her friends and have time away from the home so that she can grow her social skills and now it's getting better she's going to have more in-person things but it's been tough right now because she doesn't have those opportunities every single day it's Uh, it's more sporadic now so I guess on the topic Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about how I'm sure both of us were thinking oh yeah what is my sibling gonna do when they're 30 or beyond what's their what's the game plan for beyond that and for Angela she's at a program right now uh, where she's on she's living at a farm where she can uh, be by herself in a sense with the community right
0: At a very basic level, yes.
1: -hmm. And uh, I guess the idea is that uh, I definitely know that I'm somewhat worried about what Jodi will go through when she's older because my parents can't take care of forever. We're going to have to step up and take take that responsibility. Just coming back to something that we talked about at the beginning where Mm -hmm. you have to take care of her and we're all sharing the responsibility of, ownership in a sense that's always a uh, implication that you all you have and thing you have to know when you grow up you're not you're not completely you know in a uh, asian culture you take care of your parents but in this case it's we're taking care of our sibling um, even past when our parents are able to and that's kind of like something you you're you've grown into and they have accepted because family is family and you take care of them no matter what
0: yeah i mean my my situation and by my I mean like my whole family situation we're very we're very fortunate very blessed and it's 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 a where we are in a very fortunate position that I know a lot of families are not in that position where the the slightly longer expanded version of what you were talking about earlier is that uh, my parents along with some other families uh, created an an LLC that then, was, were able to build housing on, like, a piece of farmland. And so all the, like, adult children there um, live there, like, kind of like a college-style thing where there's three to four people per house, and they all live together. And so that's, like, their housing community, basically, is what that is. But I remember, like, I think when I was eight yeah, 18? No, not when I was 18. When my sister turned 18... It was a conversation about, like, what's going to happen. And for my parents, they were very, um, they are very open about, like, as a family, like, we would talk about it a lot. Obviously, like, there's stuff that they would talk about that I don't need to be part of, but overall, I would say they would always keep me in the loop in terms of what the plan was for her, just because, like, obviously, it was going to affect me no matter what. Even if I, you know, was partaking in it or not partaking, like, it's going to affect me just because of how I interact with Angela. Um... But then for so then for you because you're the youngest and you have other like you have two other sisters who don't have disabilities like have, have you guys like t- as a family talked about like what would happen or anything like in the in the long term of things.
1: Yeah, we definitely have talked about it. Uh, not too much, but we definitely have been able to establish. I believe it's called a conservatorship, uh, of sorts, yes. and we. Yeah. I think. I consider myself blessed that uh, we have I know some families might not have as close a relationship but I appreciate that we all all my sisters and I we all have the ability to see past we all are very good problem solvers Mm -hmm. and we're able to see past like sometimes we're obviously we we bicker fight but we're able to see past those things and solve problems and so I believe even in the future when we all have our own like things going on we're going to be able to figure out a way to make it happen and hopefully we find a program that can fit Jody that can house her take care mm-hmm. of her mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have to obviously be there all the time but it's definitely something on my mind thinking about oh will i will one of us take her in will that happen i don't know but i'm um, definitely just trusting that I know Jodi has a lot of skills to give, albeit it's obviously modified, but she has so much to give as a person and can do so much with what she's given, been given in life. And I think that she, I think she'll be able to find a job. It's just finding something that uh, can help her grow and somewhere where she can live. That's hopefully not too far away. That's always mm-hmm. the worry, right? Cause we'll make sure that, She's taken care of. She's not just on her computer all the time, just watching yeah. videos. That would be a very productive environment.
0: Yeah, she. I mean, she would love that. She loves her videos, but yeah, that that oh, yeah, it would sure. not be conducive for her long term growth as a human. But yeah, but I'm sure she'd be all about it for a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah, the the long game is a really. It's like a tough conversation to have. It, it's been this thing where, like, I remember like I used to think about it a lot, a lot. Um, obviously like before kind of analyst plan was more solidified, but it, it's definitely something that is so much a part of your life, like forever. Like, you know, growing up is one thing, being an adult and like living together is one thing, but it's just, you know, in the long game of, of like them becoming like, you know, older adults and living the life to the fullest of which we want them to, and for them to like enjoy it, you know, it's, it's somebody has to be there for them, and it's, at the end of the day, most likely, I think, like, you know, 98% of the time is going to be the sibling if they have one, and that's, it's a, it's a hard place to be, but it's also, it's also really exciting to be able to say, like, hey, like, you know, I, there's things that we, as siblings, understand about them that our parents won't just because we are their siblings and they are their parents, and, you know, being able to kind of use our like creative problem solving skills and be able to say and cultivate their creativity and their hobbies and what they like to do is really exciting to be saying hey like where can i place them or where can i take them on a trip or something that allows them to just kind of enjoy their life because now we're all adults instead of you know children and things like that
1: yeah for sure it's really fun when we get to go on trips and Jodi does something that we never expected. We, Mm. I think, well, I think the last time I was excited was when she really loved dumplings and uh, we started giving it to her. And she was skeptical at first, but then she started eating. (laughs) I was like, yes, we can finally have, we can finally go to Chinese dim sum restaurants and she can eat something.
0: I feel all that. Like, not with dumplings, but there's just, there's definitely food. I'm like, oh, wait, she eats that. It it, like changes everything when you go (laughs) somewhere when they eat others yeah it's amazing like it's such a life changing thing
1: (laughs) yeah Jody used to eat a lot of diet nuggets growing up and that was the constant costco buy Mm -hmm. and and that was some i'm sure and she only ate peas and corn and i think that was an interesting experience because that's a very kid food uh she drinks milk as well but milk is like one of those things that anyone could drink milk but i think it was the dino nuggets and corns and peas that was really the tough thing because transition out of those things where uh i i know jody's a very picky eater but to have her expand her palate to become hey my dad can cook a full meal and we all enjoy it rather than having to make a completely separate meal we can all kind of have one meal where it's it's just maybe separated out but she's able to eat the chicken my dad makes for instance instead and it's actually a chicken thigh rather than these, chick- <laughs> these little chicken nuggets that uh, uh, probably are uh obviously we love nostalgia but it's not sustainable for the future and uh vegetables uh i think vegetables was a big thing that was uh very exciting when the palate expanded <laughs> she eats carrots she eats bell peppers wow that's crazy this she eats all the fruits uh, that we buy for her. Wow, that's amazing. We can't. It helps yeah. to make the f- meal planning a lot better because I know oh. some parents they deal with uh, having to feed their child maybe uh, through a through a liquid shake or something like that, and that's difficult because you have to prepare those things in advance. Mm-hmm. For instance, you no. Know?
0: Oh no, yeah, I I definitely feel the. I feel all of it for the, the vegetable thing, because because Angela now she will eat all the things that you mentioned, like bell peppers and peas and carrots and stuff. Because she she would just eat corn. That was it. Like she didn't eat. She didn't even eat peas and carrots. Because remember how I talked about she would she wouldn't eat green and orange Fruit Loops. So she wouldn't eat green and orange like anything like M and M's Fruit Loops. So we could never buy like Apple Jacks because they're only green and orange. <laughs> she wouldn't eat like frozen peas and carrots. Like it's it was crazy because I was like. So when we so when my dad made dinner, we would have like vegetables that we would eat, and then she he would make he would have to make her like a pot of corn because she would only eat that. So no, yeah. The fact that she ate not corn was like life changing. It was like such a big deal. Cause it's just she she loves food now, and it's it's so interesting to me as as someone who was so picky before would only eat like six things to now. She's much more willing to like try stuff. And actually, it's really interesting to watch her like, not a buffet, but like a place that has a buffet style thing where she can like kind of point and pick things. It's like, it's so interesting what she'll pick because she can pick her own food now versus before she wouldn't be able to because she would only eat like chicken and that was it.
1: Yeah. I think it's funny when, let's say you have a really weird food. Dumplings are not weird, but to someone who, may not understand fully understand what foods what foods she does and does not like uh she she eats like uh meatballs and things like that like pastas she doesn't like pasta but she'll eat rice so to have her like we put something in front of her just to get her to at least bite into it and sometimes she loves it sometimes she hates it and we it's always surprising when she starts eating it and she's complaining at first jody is complaining i don't want this but <laughs> we get her to try it and she's like oh i like this and we're like told you <laughs> told you, we love it and it's that's the fu- fun part about being siblings that you can uh those are the, some of those inside jokes where you can laugh about it in, in the day in the time that it is just that oh
0: yeah inside jokes are great like it's and it's interesting because i remember like the first time I had met other siblings was, like, it was so interesting to be able to crack jokes, like, about our siblings with disabilities just because, like, it comes from such a different place than, like, you know, if I was with my external friends and then they're making jokes about people, I'm like, ah, okay, like, I don't, like, I'm much more on the fence about it, but, like, yeah, when I'm with other siblings or with my family, I'm like, it's so much funnier. Like, I can laugh about it and it's, like, it's funny like it's because it's just part of like it's just part of the situation like and if you can't laugh about it then you you know you got you should really work on that but like it's such a big like you have to be able to laugh at like each other and the situation and enjoy life because it's like if you don't it's just it's so miserable right because you it it can so easily turn into like oh you know I can't do these things I can't go to these places I can't eat this food but like you know if you're if you can enjoy just like your siblings like personality and like just like how they're interacting with the world it's such it's so much more fun and just it's so much more interesting like just the color they kind of bring to the table and everything like that
1: yeah i think they bring a unfiltered joy
0: yes they're not
1: hindered by the the things that we've built upon these barriers and the way we've grown up we kind of see things in a different light but to see them just enjoy something because they enjoy it it's always great uh, or when they do something unexpected in the certain situations for example Jody. she loves rolling her eyes and it's always in the <laughs> most ridiculous situations where she'll just roll her eyes and we're all laughing because it's her attitude Jodi has a lot of attitude uh, when she wants to and or she'll make, uh, she'll laugh. She'll giggle at a joke that we made about, let's say, we're making fun of our parents or um, making fun of me, for instance. She'll like start to chuckle, and it's very funny because you never think that they understand, but they actually understand a whole lot more than you actually think.
0: Oh yes, yes, they do. <laughs>
1: and then so it's always funny when uh, she has this. Ver- she has a very low tone, low, low tone of voice. So her giggles like (laughs) so (laughs) and it's always at the best opportunity best opportune moments and we could always just know that jody understands us it's just that she just can't communicate it's uh they can't communicate what they want to say and i think that's so such a beautiful thing that uh when those moments do happen we're all in on the joke for sure
0: yeah oh no it's yeah, 100%, because I remember, like, growing up, like, there would be times I would talk about something, and I would look at Angela, and it was just like, I know that she understands what I'm saying. Like, I know she's comprehending, like, the whole situation. She just can't, like, vocalize anything. But see, n- and now it's fu- not, well, I guess funny is the right word. So it's it's interesting now, because, like, we're in, if we're in, like, a group conversation, like, with our whole family, like... If someone, she, Angela really likes to imitate behavior, so she loves, like, Zumba and things like that, because you're just copying, like, dance moves, like, when you're watching it. And so she'll, but she'll do that even, like, if we're just hanging out, like, at home or having dinner. So if we're in a group conversation and somebody, like, starts making, like, talking with their hands, which I do a lot, she'll actually, like, do the hand gestures and start making sounds like she's part of the conversation. I was like, I don't love it, because it's, like, because that's, like, her way of, like, participating, like, in the larger group, because she she has, like, her contribution just in the way that she can communicate. So it's, it's always so fun, because I always, sometimes I forget, because I don't, I don't see her as much now, because I haven't lived with her probably in, like, almost, like, four, five years. I haven't been in the same house as her anymore, so that part's different. So it's, it's always funny to, like, remember, oh, yeah, like, that is her, she can't, like, you know, talking complete sentences but she can participate in the way where she can like just laugh and have a good time and like and show us that she wants to to hang out
1: yeah there's like that uh thing you said about the sixth sense you just have mm-hmm. this way of communicating that i think all sibling experiences but especially with uh when someone is not able to communicate fully you just understand them like jody's putting away for dishes and i'm trying to explain to her to say hey that doesn't go there or hey that's dirty put it away she makes her sounds like so who cares and (laughs) I, i i'm i'm like having a verbal dispute with her despite the fact that i don't understand anything she's saying but i'm just insinuating based on her tone of voice and the way she's vocalizing her sounds that that's what she's saying it's kind of like a yeah you kind of have this like underlying language that you use despite the fact that the language barrier is they there's a slight language barrier in between and it's i think that's so like that's something you'll probably may not ex- like the eyes like you're you look at each other yeah. and like you, you know what i'm thinking sort of, <laughs> sort of thing
0: yeah no there's definitely like Yeah, I'm just thinking about what I'm trying to get Angela to do things, and it's definitely really interesting because there's times where I know that like I need to explain to her what she needs to do, and there's other times where I'm like, "You're just being lazy," and I'll even tell her that I'm like, "You're just being lazy. Just do it." Like I'm not, I'm not going to do it for you, and she kind of just like sits there and then does it later, because I'm like, I know you're very capable, like, you choose to, like, suppress that, like, with other people, right? Because I'm like, you're just being lazy, like, you're with me, I don't care. So, yeah, it's interesting, it's because, because like, she can't talk back in the way that, you know, like, me and you are talking now, but, like, she can communicate all the same feelings of, like, I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> so someone outside, they, they're thinking, why are you talking like that, or... It's okay she doesn't have to do it and you you're you say you respond back saying I know she can do it she's just lazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. and that's the that's the fun part about being with other siblings cuz you can make those jokes and we all laugh and like we all feel the pain cuz it's so real but it's so ridiculous but yeah when you talk to other people who aren't siblings it's just like okay like part of it part of it's funny part of it's real but it's 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 such a fun place to be when it's. I I don't know. I I sometimes I love talking about how lazy my sisters. I mean, obviously, like to people who understand that, but it's just because it's just so funny. Because it's like because the other thing about them being able to comprehend what we're talking about is like they are so much smarter than us, right? Because not only can they communicate through a wall of not being able to like vocalize things, but they can like outthink you. Because they can manipulate you into doing things for them that they can do, which is crazy to me. But they're so smart; it's crazy.
1: <laughs> How has uh, Angela uh, out outthought you? Uh, is there an example in your? Uh, do you remember when you were growing up?
0: Um, I can't think of something where she outsmarted me. There's just, I think. It was one of those, it just, like, the thing that I remember is me try is upping my vigilance to compensate for the fact that she's smart. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that I, so it's, it's, it's like a weird thing where like, I can just, I felt like my heart rate go up and my mind go like 10 times faster in certain situations instead of just realizing that she is just smarter than I in that moment. Like, it's interesting how I remember those points in time because on top of that like at not anymore but when she was younger she had better eyesight than everybody in our family so that was the thing that really got me because I'm like she can see things we can't and so it's like this like crazy thing where she would she would run and so it was this thing where I had to like trust my gut I'm like why is she running because I couldn't like, see what she could see, because she, it's almost, like, there was one time, I swear she had, like, x-ray vision, because she ran across someone's garage behind the washing machine, and found something, and I was like, how, like, I don't even know how that happened, but she, she was faster than us at that time, and I I remember all that, I was like, I don't, I don't know how that happened, but it did, so, like, so it just made me more aware but yeah, I just, I would love to talk, like, if, if I could ever, like, just talk to her for, like, even an hour, like, I would love to to, to see, like, her perspective on it because it's just, it's so different than mine, and I'd like, I'm just so curious about it. Yeah. Well, I guess on that, um, as our closing question, um, are there any words of encouragement that you would like to say to our fellow siblings listening to our podcast?
1: Sure. I I don't know which, whether I I would speak to when you're young, when you're a younger sibling or when you're an adult, but I can definitely say that to treasure while you're not going to treasure every day, treasure the moments that you do get to spend with them when you do have to, let's say, take care of them for a day. Those times are probably far and few in between to have a time to be separately engaged with them because when you get older you won't have those times anymore and i think when i look back i remember a lot of those moments more than the movie or video i just watched the day the day before because i think it's much more impactful and i would encourage anyone to use their time to while it may it really helps you with just building character and just builds moments where you can look back and know that you've helped your sibling have a more fulfilled life by you just being there with them and enjoying the time you spend together, whether it be just at home watching a, watching a movie together or watching funny videos or actually going out and exploring somewhere that you've never been before. It's, it's just the beauty of, experience something through someone else's eyes, essentially. And that's, I think, something I would just like someone to take away from this that having even if you're someone who is just helping to take care of someone for a day, it helps you to see things in a different light and perspective. And I definitely encourage those who are in that boat that it's make sure to make the most of that. And I you can't ever take those uh, times back. Time is limited and we can uh, use it to the best of our abilities.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree. It's this treasure the small things. Even if you think it's really small, it's it's still worth honoring that and remembering it and and having it be a fun memory for you just to kind of hold on to that and just building that. And that builds the bond with your sibling too, which is great cool. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast. I hope you have a good time listening and feel encouraged in your own journey as a sibling to someone with special needs. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. And if you want to hear more stories, please subscribe to the show. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, the show can't happen without you. All special needs siblings have their own unique stories, challenges, family dynamics, and lots of life to talk about and explore. This podcast is here to let you know that you're not alone and that you matter. If you would like to be on the show or just chat off the record, please contact me. My info is in the show notes. Until next time, this is the Special Needs Sibling Podcast.